falls. That's you lot. And the lot who didn't come today because they got up too early and got here, you know, an hour ago and thought the church was locked and closed and went back home again. Um, what I want to talk about is the verse that says, um, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be happy, which doesn't feel like a very realistic um, statement, does it? Blessed are those who mourn, because whenever I've taken a funeral, the mourners seem anything but happy. Um, but it's about the stories, isn't it? It's about the stories. Do we tell stories? Uh, my son-in-law, when his grandfather died, I said to him, after I was asked to take the service, because I was the only tame priest they knew, um, I said to him, you need to speak at your father's funeral and tell some stories. And he looked at me in that sort of bemused way he has, a bit like um, a lost puppy dog, really, and said, but we have no stories. And I thought, we well, must have stories. Every family has stories. Although that's not necessarily true, is it? My, my wife, who is the light of my life and the joy of my heart and the soul of my being and all that sort of stuff, when, whenever she gets together with her brother, and they are both now fairly elderly, I mean, she's 70, I don't know what, and he's the same age as me, which is about 24, um, whenever they get together, they tell stories about their childhood. And it's not, the, it's not them that laugh, I mean, the whole house laughs. You know, it rocks with their mirth as they tell the stories. Stories about bleeding heads and gardens they invaded and friends who beat up... Friends who beat up my wife at the age of seven. And my brother-in-law stepped in and said, Stop hitting her, she's my sister. I'll hit her. Um, and once, when my father-in-law was newly um, widow, widowed, widowed uh, uh, and he came to stay with us with her brother, they told the story of the ballet shoes. I won't bore you with the whole story, because that will take at least 25 minutes. It's a long story, and involves dogs and German grammars, and going on a tube train to Harrow. And, but the long and the short of it is that the two kids left the house, and the dog was left alone, and the dog ate the ballet shoes. They get home and they find the ballet shoes well chewed, and mother returns. And mother looks at the ballet shoes and she says, hmm, this is something we'll never tell your father. And they never did. And for 50 years, they never did. And then one day, through all the mirth and joy of telling stories about families, they told the story of the ballet shoes. And they said, as a climax to the story, and mum said, we should never tell your father. And he looked deeply angry, because no one ever had. And he looked deeply angry for a moment or two, and then he burst into laughter and said, well, that was a story well kept, wasn't it? The story that rose from deep grief to joyous laughter. Seems to, me a strange, uh, 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 it seems to me sad that we no longer tell stories. We no longer tell stories about our families or about our life. We no longer, no longer tell stories. Um, I once went to a, 
to uh, a church called St. Stephen's. I don't know if you've ever heard of that church. And I met the vicar there, and I said to the vicar, this is a bit despairing, isn't it? And the vicar says, do you remember Jim? And the vicar said, yes, it's, very, it's in real bad state. And I said, what are we going to do with it? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, let's do something with it. And he said, come along to the PCC and we'll talk about it. So I went along to the PCC, having thought about it, and I said, this church is in a bad state, in bad repair, in need of a lot of money. What are we going to do? I have an idea, I said. And the church warden said, serve I, we should close it. And the PCC said, yeah, that's what we should do. And that's what they did. It's a story. It's a story about sadness and about resurrection and about joy. A story about new beginnings. Whenever we have a death, we need to think about new beginnings. Death is an awful thing. Death for those people who are left behind is of deep sorrow and of sadness. But it is something that we, in time, learn to live with and to tell our stories. So what I'm going to do today to end is read a poem. It's a poem that I newly discovered, although I suspect it's been round for a long time. And it's by that great American poet, Maya Angelou. And she wrote this. When great souls die, the air around us becomes light, rare, sterile. We breathe briefly. Our eyes briefly see with a hurtful clarity. Our memories suddenly sharpen, examines, gnaws at kind words unsaid, promised walks never taken. Great souls die and our reality bound to them takes leave of us. Our souls dependent upon their nurture now shrink, wizened. Our minds formed and informed by their radiance fall away. We are not so much maddened as reduced to the unutterable ignorance of dark, cold caves. And when great souls die, after a period, peace blooms, slowly and always irregularly, spaces fill with a kind of soothing electric vibration. Our senses restored, never to be the same, whisper to us, they existed. They existed. We can be, be and be better.